this is WTM. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. WTM. Watch this movie. You know when you hear that drum beat that Kenny Omega is getting ready to do a dive over the top rope. <laughs> of course, there has to be a wrestling reference for Terminator. <laughs> oh man, the cleaner Kenny Omega. What uh, time frame did he wrestle in? Uh, right now. Okay, never heard of him. So he's know if he was the older best, wrestler. He's the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> that's his tagline. That's his. Uh, his entrance music is uh, the best bout machine. <laughs> <laughs> Got you to sing on an episode. <laughs> I've I've sung before, not very well. Well, you're not going to sing for Movie Drone, I guess. I'm no Steve from Movie Drone. <laughs> All right. Should we get it started? Sure. All right. This is Sure WTM. Will I Am. <laughs> what? Sure Will I Am. <laughs> what? I don't get the reference. You said, should we get oh, this get started? It started. <laughs> I didn't say get it started. I said get this started. You said, let's get it started. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't say let's get retarded. <laughs> Although we could <laughs> if this was 2005. But it's not. It's 2000 late right now. <laughs> this is WTM Watch This Movie, and I am Eric Mulder. So he says wrecked him, damn near killed him. Joining me once again, Mr. Positivity, Brett. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's it. Chicken dippers. I think I can say now that this is the last episode with my current clip. Oh, yeah? It's been about 100 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> at least. I think it's been at least 100. I have one on the board just saved. I think I'm going to try and get another one, but because this one is going to be on the board regardless. I don't know if I have it as my clip or it doesn't really matter because I'll just play it at certain times anyways. But Is it a surprise? No, you've heard it before. On the show? No, outside of it. But it's all right. We'll get to it, episode 177. Because this is 176. Is it? I believe so. I don't keep track. We already hit 175 with Rocky Four. I don't keep track. We did two last week. It was was a lot. Mm -hmm. 175 was indeed Rocky Four. Keep everybody on their toes. Today's episode, we are doing Terminator 2 Judgment Day. We are continuing our Summer of Sam, the acronym Sam. And this is our second time around, and we are at the A portion. Arnold. 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 I call him Arnie. Do you? Because we're close personal friends. Is that how he's listed in your phone contacts? Just Arnie? Yep. 
So I know. Speaking Alter- of which, another BFF of his is coming to Crypticon. Alternatively, call him Big A. <laughs> Uh, coming to Crypticon in September, Jesse the Body Ventura of <laughs> Predator and the Running Man fame. Yeah. Don't forget Batman and Robin. We'll be talking about him next month. <laughs> no, we won't. He's not in that movie. We're talking about uh, Total Recall next month. Yep. Not in that one. That's right. For some reason, I get those two mixed up. I know the difference. I know which one's which, but I they're always together in my mind when I'm trying to Figure out which one's which. When's the last time you watched Total Recall? Uh, the first time I watched it, probably like three years ago. Okay, that was the first time, huh? Yeah. It's pretty sweet, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched the remake first. Oh, really? <laughs> Colin Farrell? I actually didn't mind the remake. Yeah. The remake was actually uh, pretty decent. But yeah, it's uh, it's something else. I think I'll get more out of it on a, on a second viewing. Yeah, it's a legit good sci-fi film. It isn't just an Arnie actioner. Yeah, it's a real mind fuck. Quaid, start the reactor. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, details for Terminator 2 Judgment Day came out in 1991. Directed and written by James Cameron. Also written by William Wisher. Never heard of that guy. I think they co-wrote it. Along with The Terminator. He wrote Judge Dredd, The 13th Warrior. Those are both adaptations. But starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as The Terminator, the T-800. Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. Edward Furlong as John Connor. Robert Patrick as The T-1000. Earl Bowen as Dr. Silberman. Joe Morton is Miles Dyson. S. Uh, Epitha? 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 Sure. Merkerson? I don't know. Teresa Dyson. Castulo Guerra is Enrique Salceda. Salceda. Did you just get my man Danny Cooksey? <laughs> I was about to. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tim. <laughs> it's Tim. I didn't know he had a name. Hey, man, I think I saw that kid you were looking for. <laughs> hey! <laughs> They should have called him uh, John's red-haired mulleted friend. Yeah. From uh, Adventures of Pete and Pete. No. Oh, Salute Your Shorts. Salute Your Shorts. Those are the other redheads. There's too many redhead shows in Nickelodeon back in the day. He was also in Different Strokes for a while. Yeah. And he had an appearance in Mac and Me. That he did. And you know, I liked Mac and Me. (laughs) It was pretty sweet. Uh, Jeanette Goldstein as Janelle Voigt. Xander Berkeley is Todd Voigt. It's not my mom, Todd. I just realized where I know Xander Berkeley from. He's in The Walking Dead. Oh. <laughs> he looked kind of familiar. Yeah, there isn't too many other well, names in here. We can call out the, the Stanton brothers, Don and Dan Stanton. They're well, the twins. Uh, Linda Hamilton's uh, twin sisters in there, too. Yep. And then, yeah. They'd the... be using a, a scene or two with... You know, the two Linda Hamiltons. That's right. Uh, two Sarah Connors. My man, the, my man's the Stanton twins, Don and Dan. From Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2. And Good Morning Vietnam. Figuring out those clones. Mm-hmm. I did find a gif on uh, Twitter of those two dudes dancing with Gizmo, which <laughs> was pretty hilarious. <laughs> 
What did you <laughs> What did you type in to find it? Probably just Gremlins too. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe dancing. I don't know. I forget how I found it. I was gonna say I so doubt you typed in the Stanton twins. <laughs> the Stanton and twins. it just popped up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I typed in Don and Dan. <laughs> Because I'm on a first day basis. <laughs> uh, synopsis. I just call him Donnie and Danny. <laughs> uh, a cyborg identical to the one who failed to kill Sarah Connor must now protect her teenage son, John Connor, from a more advanced and powerful cyborg. That's a lie. He's not a teenager. <laughs> He's 10. Now, where do they say 10? I forget. It's on the police computer. When T one thousands looking him up uh, after he uh, presumably murdered the cop that unfortunately uh, stumbled upon his uh, time lightning or whatever the fuck you call it, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes and types in John Connor in the computer and it says age ten, foster parents Todd and Margaret, mm-hmm. and it takes him a long time to get there. We should also point out that we both watched the extended cut of the film. The special edition. It says 152 minutes, I think, on the case or whatever, but it's actually closer to 154. It's 153 point something or other. I think mine was 152. Maybe you had like extra. You had an extra little. You might have had some extra credits for the Blu-ray version. Maybe. I know there was a lot of ridiculous intros. Or uh, like production oh, yeah. company, yeah, signifiers. You might have had some extra stuff on there. I don't know, but because they did have uh, extra screens at the end of the credits for you know just for special edition, like they had Michael Bean in there and uh, about three other actors who were in the special edition, but their scenes were cut from the theatrical. Yeah, it was really annoying for me because there's a a DTS intro and a and a thx intro i think i only had the thx so mine had both the dts and i had my headphones on it about blew me through the fucking wall (laughs) and then i was like oh thank god it's over because i i don't mind those things if i know they're coming right this was a like loud all at once yeah my dvd was from 2003 but it still looked pretty good and I was like, I turned it down, and then I turned it up again. I was like, all right, ready to go. And then THX comes up. Motherfucker, <laughs> I got to turn it down again. It just makes me think of the uh, whitest kids you know and the uh, John Williams sketch. And he's uh, he challenges his wife to a songwriting contest. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, that's THX. <laughs> <laughs> man. If you can find it, look it up. White as kids, you know, John Williams. It's fucking hilarious. He's trying to write a a wedding theme for the Star Wars Indiana Jones crossover. There's a wedding between Short Round and an Ewok. Hmm. That he needs to write the uh, the wedding theme for. <laughs> so yeah, it starts off with visions of the future. 
L.A. in 2029. Yeah, A.D. I'm glad they put A.D. on there because I would have been confused. confused. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and they talk about uh, Linda Hamilton. Sarah Connor's on there doing voiceover work. Yeah, there's a bit of a battle you see between the resistance and the and Skynet, I guess. Yeah. Call it the Skynet army, maybe? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. The robots. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so she I have says, a clip from the voiceover. If you do you know. have the voiceover so yeah. I don't have to read it? Okay. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> the first Terminator was programmed to strike at me in the year 1984, before John was born. It failed. The second was set to strike at John himself when he was still a child. As before, the resistance was able to send a lone warrior, a protector for John. It was just a question of which one of them would reach him first. I gotta call out the great score by Brad Fidel Fidel. Yeah, it's uh F I E D E L. Something like that. And uh looks like he's worked on a lot of James Cameron's films. Yeah. His music department credits from True Lies, Terminator One and Two. Let's see what else he has. Well he has a lot of credits from just the Terminator theme <laughs> being in all these different Terminator movies, and then when they're referenced, yeah, parodies and stuff. Yeah. Like it's in American Pie Two, it's in Sausage Party, it's in The House, that Will Ferrell Amy Poehler movie. Apparently. Oh, I haven't seen it, but listed on the credits. I haven't seen that one either. It's so iconic. I mean, it's and Cino Man, he has a credit from there. I've not seen that. Oh, you haven't seen Encino Man? Oh, <laughs> I, I got something we can plug in for next. Uh, Maybe January, February, when we do our movies we watch as a kid's oh, I see. type of movies again. I see. Polly Shore? Brandon Fraser? I've seen a handful of Polly Shore movies and a handful of Brandon Fraser movies, but not that <laughs> one. That's like the one that I haven't seen. So your Venn diagram is incomplete, is what you're saying. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it never meets. <laughs> is that the only one they did together? I think so. Was he in... Uh, no, Polly Shore wasn't in... Uh, was that one where they take the radio station hostage? Airheads? Airheads. He wasn't in that. That was Adam Sandler. Yeah. A subdued Adam Sandler. Subtle performance. <laughs> <laughs> Much more nuanced. <laughs> Not like that trash that he puts out these days. <laughs> I like during the credits they were showing the uh, the nuclear bomb and then the the flames taking out all the the playground and shit mm-hmm. and you know them all burning up and turning the dust. I thought that was pretty fucking sweet. Like the special effects in this movie are so ahead of their time, mm-hmm. and even though that some of it looks a little dated, like you could tell, like the uh, in the prologue when they were doing the the battle between the humans and the robots that a lot of it was like miniatures or stop motion, but it still looks fucking sick. Yeah. Um, credit to Stan Winston who did the practical effects also known for working on aliens, Jurassic park, first terminator, 
Island of Dr. Moreau. Huh? Ooh. Batman Returns, Edward Scissorhands, Friday the 13th, Part 3, The Thing, Dead and Buried, Friday the 13th, Part 2, The Island, The Wiz. Huh? The Wiz? Is that the, uh, the Michael Caine, The Island? Yes. That one's not very good. I haven't <laughs> seen it. I just thought I maybe you'd see it. I didn't it. care for it. Even worked on Roots. They let him work on Roots? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So he's done some good work. Yes. It seems like. And then the CGI for the T-1000. Is, I don't care that it looks like it's from the 90s. It's 1991. It looks like it's from the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks even better than most of the stuff from then. In fact, I'd take it over a lot of the stuff that they do with CGI these days. It was definitely, I guess, the matrix of its time. Because there are certain movies every several years or so yeah. that are considered gigantic leaps in terms of special effects. Right. Like actually, before this, Total Recall was kind of considered that. When that mm. came out, everyone was blown away. And then Terminator 2 came out a year later, and they're like, well, no, this one. <laughs> right. right. And then it was The Matrix. And then maybe Lord of the Rings a little bit. Yeah. And then maybe Avatar. Probably Avatar was. But even like I watched Avatar last year. For the first time, I got through the and whole And the thing. last time. <laughs> I got through the whole thing for the first time. Uh, second try. <laughs> but that CGI does not look nearly as impressive as the Terminator 2 CGI, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'd say the special effects are quote-unquote better in Avatar, but for how it fits in the film, it's definitely... Less distracting in Terminator 2. Yeah. Because, I mean, they use it a lot less because there's still a lot of practical effects. Versus right. Versus Avatar right. has pretty much none. Well, just like how many times they they showed the T-1000 getting shot and then, you know, the liquid metal kind of bending from the shot mm-hmm. and how they did it. And it looks fucking realistic. Yeah. Like, I think it did help that it was just had to be one color. Didn't really have to be shaded so much. It's just yeah. a just a metallic, almost like a shiny pewter type color. Yeah. So I mean, easier, but yeah, it, it works perfectly because that's what it is. That's what it calls for. Yeah. And it delivers. I think my favorite one was uh, all the way at the end when he takes the grenade in the guts. Mm-hmm. And then his head is just like kind of hanging over the, the rest of his body. <laughs> it's like a giant question mark. Yeah. I think that was probably my favorite one. It reminds me of when I was a kid and I saw this. I might have got it off a of TV. I remember I had it on VHS. And so this is probably about 94, maybe 95. Okay. And. There's a couple times when I was a kid where I was like, I'd see something cool like that. And I'd be like, mom, you got to see this. Right. And uh, she came to take a look at that. Just that shot with the grenade. She's like, that is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing for uh, when's the last time you saw Batman Returns? Oh, it's been a long, long time. Well, you might remember in the, I believe in the beginning, there's kind of a, 
battle out in the streets, so to say. Batman's in his Batmobile, and uh, there's one of, I guess, the Penguin's lackeys. I think I want to like a circus performer. She's kind of dressed like one. Yeah. And she has a kind of a mini little torch, and mm. she's blowing breathing fire. Yeah. And she's kind of doing it at the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. And he has almost like a lazy Susan on the Batmobile. It's a it hoists the car up and spit rotates it, it. Turns it around, yeah. So he does it 180 degrees and sets it down, and then he just turns on the the jet and just tortures her because it was just hilarious. I'm like, mom, you got to see this. <laughs> Eric, that is terrible. Why do you like that? <laughs> I still hear that today. <laughs> hey, mom, come watch this. Why do you like this stuff? <laughs> mom, get in here. I'll show you something. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, we have our nice little setup. So right after that, so I guess, um, yeah, actually, right. no, wait, I wanted to mention, you were talking about the special effects and specifically, uh, the burning LA. Yeah. Well, later in the dream when there's like when the judgment day, it's her vision and it shows LA being destroyed by a nuclear bomb. Yeah. I read that Stan Winston and people, they built a very large scale model mm-hmm. of, certain parts of Los Angeles, different buildings. And what they did was to get the effect of a nuclear blast. You know, they watched a lot of tapes and things like that, or things that would happen. But to destroy their mini set, they used an error mortar. Oh, yeah? I never really heard of that, but I can I can guess what it is. It's just something <laughs> that blows air really hard and fast. Right. But it was something I never really thought of before. I'm like, oh, yeah, an error mortar. It seems like something you'd want to use for crowd control or like, you know, if there's like a riot going on, riot control. Yeah, I have no idea. But uh, just push people away. <laughs> it looked pretty sweet. The burning playground is kind of a a haunting image. Yeah. Right? Because nobody likes to see kids die, mm-hmm. let alone get burned up and turned to ash. Yeah. And you got those little, the little horsies. They go back and forth. There's four of them. Like the rocking horse. One of them was... For the uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse. I think one of them it's was... a fun por- fact. I'm pretty sure one was Porky Pig. Yeah. When I was re-watching it, I was like, well, <laughs> technically, it's like that fourth one isn't a horse. Like Definitely definitely Porky Pig. <laughs> <laughs> but to, yeah, then it leads into lightning time travel. Right. Old naked Arnie doing the Terminator pose. Why is there so much loose paper blowing around L.A.? <laughs> like, watch it both times. It's like they're probably people just throwing out newspapers. and They're probably flyers for shitty bands. <laughs> L.A. is just a <laughs> shithole. Just, just flyers <laughs> for, for terrible bands and awful comedians that people just throw down. They, they take them and they just throw them on the street. And the gallery is about the most glamorous place you see in this movie, besides Cyberdyne. They do a lot of close-ups in the Galleria. You don't get a good feel for it. Yeah. Not like in Commando. Commando had a lot of nice wide shots Mm -hmm. of the Galleria. They couldn't even really do car chases in the streets. They had to go in the... The aqueducts. Yeah, the the spillways or whatever they call them, yeah. Aqueducts or spillways. I don't know what they're called. Flood control. Yeah. And then, uh, like, bridges. (laughs) 
That's what you get. I gotta say, Arnie looks like he slimmed down for this movie. Commando was what, 88? 85. 85. But Predator was 87. And he was looking pretty swollen, Predator. Yeah. So I think he probably may have eased up on the steroids. <laughs> Just a bit. Because he, he definitely looks a lot trimmer, especially versus the first Terminator. I think he looks a lot more slim in this one. Like, you can see it in his face. Like, his mm-hmm. face isn't as puffy. Like, his head doesn't look as big. I see. But uh, he's still pretty big dude. Pretty jacked. Yeah. Maybe it's so he could fit in that uh, scruffy guy's leather pants. Well, he's like 73 years, years old, and he got drop kicked the other day, and he just kind of no-sells it. It was like, <laughs> it was like two months ago, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> South Sh- Africa. Shaggy 2 dope. <laughs> Is 0 for 2 on flying <laughs> drop kicks. That's because flying drop kicks don't really work. <laughs> yeah, they really don't. <laughs> like, unless the guy's, like, running at you, it it doesn't work that well. But, uh, yeah, Arnie thought that it was just jostled by the crowd because he was given autographs at some kind of youth sporting event. Mm-hmm. And some dude just ran up and <laughs> drop kicked him in the back. <laughs> He's like... I don't even know what happened. I didn't even, you know, it's just like somebody kind of nudged me in the back. <laughs> same old, same old. I but think it, also before we continue, we need to also discuss all the things around the film that came out, like the arcade game. How good of a game was that growing up? With the two guns? <laughs> two guns. Shooting at the screen? Yeah. It was like the new version of Duck Hunt. Only cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shooting robots? That was one of the games where mom's like, don't play that one. <laughs> you know, we don't have toy guns at our house. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one was at uh, the bowling alley in my hometown. Yeah, that I'm from a small town. There wasn't really an arcade around, yeah. but the bowling alley had a few video games, and that was one of them. It was like that, the X-Men one. That had the four joysticks. Yeah. And then the wrestling one with the four joysticks. Yeah. I WWF. Can't, I can't remember. There's a couple places that had the Terminator one. Um, I'm sure Fuddruckers had it. Grand Slam probably had it. I don't know. There's a couple different uh, arcades in the malls around here that I'm sure had it too. Yeah. Also had a really sweet... Uh, pinball machine for terminator 2 did they yeah i guess uh you know there's like an entire subculture of people who are just pinball enthusiasts they just fucking nerd out about pinball machines would you would you call them wizards (laughs) do they have competitions on tv on a giant stage but it looks more like a rock concert (laughs) i haven't seen that movie in about Twenty three, four years. Does a deaf, dumb, and blind guy become the champion and then turn into a Jesus figure? Talking about the uh, Savage film, correct? No, I'm talking about Tommy. Oh, you're talking about Tommy. I was. I thought you were talking about the Wizard. Is in that movie, the Wizard. 
No, I'm talking about fucking Fred Savage plays video games. No, I'm talking about the pinball wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about the who. (laughs) I don't know who you're talking about. Did you never see the wizard? No. It's from 1990 or 91. Is that the Um, one with that Nintendo funded? Yeah. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Because there's a competition at the end where... There's like a big stage and there's a big screen and they're playing like Super Mario 3. Was there also a person there who couldn't see, hear, <laughs> or speak? No, but I think Fred Savage is the kid from Wonder Years, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was him. It's his brother, what, Ben Savage, who's the... Uh, who's on Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World, yeah. And neither has done anything since. Actually, Fred Savage is... He directs directed a lot. a lot of stuff, but Ben Savage... Can't for the life of him get another acting role. Apparently. I think he was in the spinoff playing the same fucking character. Mm-hmm. Probably why it failed. And I have to say, uh, another little tidbit surrounding this film is the Terminator 2 3D ride in Universal Studios. When I was at Universal Studios, it was the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I've so, never been. I've never been there, so I don't... It was a long time ago. Yeah. And I'm sure their rides have improved since then, but at that time, summer 2000, I've been to Disneyland. Um, there's a pretty sweet amusement park around here. My favorite ride ever was the Terminator 3D ride at Universal Studios. It was fucking sweet. Yeah. It was like a continuation kind of of Terminator 2. And I don't remember all that much. It was a th- You'd walk in, and it was in a theater. Well, no, th- nothing happens after Terminator 2, right? <laughs> they they stop Judgment Day. Spoilers. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> there was, uh, so it's like a 3D short film. Yeah. And remember Arnold, I don't think Linda Hamilton is in it. I can't remember. But Arnold's in it with, uh, they filmed, I think James Cameron might have even helped with doing like the 3D short film. But there's a battle in the future, like maybe around 2029-ish. Okay. And then there's a a shot where Arnold's on the motorcycle. I think it was somebody riding him or riding riding with him on the back. And the motorcycle's driving right at the screen. Yeah. And he goes off a jump and he goes through the screen onto the stage because they have live actors oh my God. that take over from there. <laughs> so you're sitting there, and all of a sudden a motorcycle like flies out onto the stage and then a, a lookalike Arnold gets off <laughs> like in full costume. <laughs> and like there's other people and there's uh cyborgs lining the theater. Oh my and God. And there's like lasers going above you and shit like that. It was fucking sweet. Is that one where like the seats move around? I can't remember if the seats moved. But I know there's other rides at Universal Studios that at the time did. Yeah. Someone surprised me this one did. But yeah, it was sweet. <laughs> and it was really cool because before you get into the theater, the whole setup was you were touring Cyberdyne. Oh, yeah. Or Sky. No, nah, not Sky. I think it was Cyberdyne. Yeah. And they had a tour guide that was, she was dressed like uh, almost like a stewardess, but like, or a. Uh, you know, because like stewardesses and like if you picture like a universal tour guide, they kind of dress the same. Okay. You know, like a suit. Sure. Or like a skirt suit. I don't know what you'd call that. A skirt suit? 
and uh, she's telling you about all the wonderful things that Cyberdyne Systems is doing or Skynet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, hey, we're going to show you this short video. And then you get in there, and that's when like the ride starts. It was really cool. <laughs> I want to go again, but I don't want to wait another hour. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if they still have that. I know they had it for a long time. I thought, actually, that uh, you see that cup up there? Yeah. That's what I got as a souvenir. I went and I was like, I got to get a souvenir from this. So I got that big Arnold head cup thing. There you go. All the listeners can see it. Yep. I'll post a picture on Twitter. There you go. Let's see. So back to the movie. We're like five minutes in. We're about a minute past the credits. There's more to talk about around this movie than there is in this movie. (laughs) Almost. We have Naked Arnold, and he needs to acquire some clothes. That he does. So this bar scene for WWE's video game in the end of 2014... It was right before Terminator Genesis came out because they put the Terminator as a uh, pre-ordered DLC for the game. Okay. And the commercial was a shot-for-shot remake of the bar scene from Terminator 2, (laughs) only with WWE wrestlers. (laughs) (laughs) Except for he wasn't naked. I don't think he was naked in the commercial, but maybe he was. But... Shot for shot Mm -hmm. with Arnold as the Terminator (laughs) and then WWE wrestlers instead of the bar patrons. The uh, waitresses are quite taken away with Mr. Arnold and his bigger Arnold. And his his birthday suit. (laughs) He he finds a guy who's kind of the same size as him wearing leather pants, leather jacket. There you go. That's a good look. Acquires it. Takes his bike. It's the same size because did you see how loose fitting those clothes were on that biker? It's like perfect match. I'm like, well, fuck that. This shit's like five sizes too big for him. It was probably about two inches shorter and and uh, maybe 100 pounds lighter. And uh, he was probably at least 30 years older. Like, he looked fucking rough. But... Uh, yeah, Arnold gets the gets the gear on, and he's bad to the bone. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't kill the guys in the bar. Yeah, because later he he's so quick to want to shoot that those two guys in the alley. He does throw them around a little bit. It's like I'm a Terminator, because <laughs> the guy gives him the gun and he yeah. locks and loads, and then he just walks off. That's true. He doesn't, and the uh, bartender or the bar owner yeah. threatens him with a shotgun, and he doesn't he kill just, him either. He just steals he just his glasses. <laughs> I can't let you take his wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Call him son. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> Not when he does it. Because Arnold's white. But I guess the audience matters. Then it's just offensive. So yeah, then uh, Robert Patrick is naked. Yeah, naked Robert Patrick. Kills that cop, steals his cop uniform, and... So it's weird because he's liquid metal, but he just defaults to Robert Patrick. But then, like, the cop clothes, are those, did he actually take the the clothes off the cop or did he just emulate them? He probably just emulates them. Because the cop that finds him is not Robert Patrick. 
Yeah. He's Robert Patrick as soon as he busts out of that time lightning. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a little confused on that, but I didn't think about it too hard. Yeah. So it didn't ruin it for me. But I wondered that. And then he acquires the police car, obviously, and looks up John Connor. And then it takes him about 12 to 15 hours to drive to his house. <laughs> because it's the middle of the night. It's probably around midnight. Maybe 1 or 2 a.m. And then uh, he doesn't get to John Connor's house till the, the middle of the next day. Yeah. They uh, They talked about the reason they chose Robert Patrick was because... Even though he's smaller than Arnold, he's much more agile. Yeah. And it it would be a nice comparison to show that Arnie's T-800 is much slower and older than the new and improved T-1000. You know, they didn't call him T-800 in the entire movie. Yeah. He says he's Model 101. Yep. He is Model 101. And then the uh, the credits, he's the Terminator. Mm-hmm. So... You'll see it written certain places where it's T-800, Model 101. Uh, and then I saw for Terminator 3, it said T-850. And I'm like, what? T-850? <laughs> they didn't that's, slightly upgrade him, I don't think, for Terminator 3. That's why he looks older. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't know. That's why he looks 15 years older. Uh, so can we talk about John Cutner is the world's oldest 10-year-old. He is. He's clearly going through puberty, which is very young for a boy. <laughs> About a squeak every other sentence. <laughs> he does He does sound kind of whiny, though. Yeah, he's a little bitch in here <laughs> half the time, at least. I think uh, Edward Furlong, people, he's got a reputation of being a little bitch, just in general. I've yeah. heard he's... I've already, uh, has not been easy to work with since this movie. Every time I hear Edward Furlong's name or see anything about him, I'm like, didn't he die five <laughs> years ago? <laughs> and every time I look it up and nope, he's still living. Yeah. And then every time in the future, like I've looked up if he's been alive at least five times in my lifetime. That's and funny. he's been, been alive every time. Because <laughs> I looked up the other day and I'm like, well, he died too, right? <laughs> <laughs> you would think so. I confuse him with Brad Renfro sometimes. I know that name, but I don't know if I had... Uh... Did you ever see Bully? No. Uh, he's also an uh, apt pupil. He was one of the... Oh, he, oh he was okay. the Brian okay. Singer yeah, 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 uh, yeah. expose That's why I know the that Atlantic. name. Yeah. That's, that's where I know that from. He got raped yeah. by Brian Singer. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I can't remember if it was but Brian uh, Singer specifically or... Brian Singer was at the same party with other people that were... Because I think there was multiple people that abused Brad Renfro. Well, I think he was the guy that uh, Brian Singer saw at the high school where they were filming App Pupil. Mm-hmm. And then he he special cast him in the movie. And then he would go like jerk him off. No, that was, a, that was an extra. That was another kid. That was a different kid? Brad Renfro was the main kid the in App Pupil. Ah. And he was, I think kind of parading him around offset. Yeah. I don't know. The, read the article in the Atlantic about Brian Singer. It's super fucked up. Yeah. Super fucked up. But yeah, Edward Furlong though. Like other than American History X, can you name another movie that he's been in? 
Detroit Rock City. I actually that came to mind, but I haven't seen that one either. So, there's a, I mean, if you look at his filmography, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess he's in that, or I've at least heard of that movie. But yeah, I was kind of looking at his Wikipedia page, and yeah, he said drug problems off and on for quite a while. So it looks like he was on coke and heroin, self-admitted, went to rehab in the 2000s, and was clean for a while, I guess, and then relapsed. A divorce with his wife. I believe there was some domestic violence issues alleged in there. Hmm. That type of thing. So yeah, he's he's a real piece of work. Yeah, I mean, you're bound to get a big head when your first major role is Terminator Two, and you're the star, basically. Wow. Well, it's like second. <laughs> you're like second, third. Linda Hamilton reprising her role. I'd say it's a draw. Linda Hamilton is such a badass in here, though. Well, she, John Connor is kind of a little bitch. He's <laughs> a little bitch. <laughs> but he's the savior. That he is. He's JC. When are you going to start listening to my ideas? And let me lead. Like, <laughs> like, well, dude, you're, you're fucking ten. Fucking ten. <laughs> Allegedly. I, I think you should check that kid's birth certificate because... I think he might have been born in 1981. Actually, I just looked. He was born in 1977, so he had been 14 when the movie came out, so probably mm-hmm. 13 when they made it. Yeah. And he looks every bit of it. But, uh, yeah, he's living with his foster parents. And uh, he doesn't take well to authority. He doesn't want to clean up his room. Come on! John! Come on, get your ass inside. Do what your mother tells you. Not my mother, Todd. <laughs> they listened to You Could Be Mine by Guns N' Roses <laughs> for the better part of about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it always picks up where it left off in the, the previous scene of the him and his friend Tim driving on his uh, dirt bike. <laughs> I think, I don't, they just listen to that same song all fucking day. Sure does. And he's got a little uh, card supercomputer thing that he has to steal from ATMs. It's like a card hacker or something. Or I got a code hacker. Mm-hmm. Code, code breaker. For, even works for Cyberdyne <laughs> Systems. Sophisticated <laughs> a multi, security technology. Multi-billion dollar, presumably multi-billion dollar security company and technology <laughs> company. <laughs> Takes out $300 which seems like an awfully high amount to get out of the ATM in 1991, or 94. This movie actually takes place in 94, so they must have assumed inflation would have increased the ATM limits by then. <laughs> yeah, it does remind me of when they're in Cyberdyne, though. And Oh, sound alarm's been tripped. Nothing will open anywhere. <laughs> and then fucking John Connor takes out his little speaking spell and is like, hey, I, I can take care of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, I got it. Okay, you're <laughs> you're the savior. You're you're JC. You're gonna get it done. I have faith in you. Anyways, yeah. So T one thousand shows up after uh, John leaves, and his foster parents just straight up give him a picture. <laughs> and then they say, "Oh, some other big guy on a motorcycle is here looking for him earlier." <laughs> Does this have anything to do with that? 
that's a scene they should not have skipped. No, nope. <laughs> I want to see that. Right? <laughs> they didn't even put it in the special edition. They didn't even film that scene. It would have been much more funny than the T-1000 <laughs> showing up acting like an officer. Because <laughs> you would think Arnold probably just shows up brandishing his gun. Right? <laughs> like, where's John? Or he just <laughs> got the shotgun at hand. <laughs> Other like, thing I was thinking of, he just sticks that shotgun in his side holster. Can he just drive around L.A. in a motorcycle <laughs> with a shotgun sticking out of it? Is that? I'm guessing no. Maybe in 91 or 94, they had open carry in L.A. <laughs> I, or something. I guess there were no restrictions back then. It was the Wild West. <laughs> Nobody says shit. Uh, you were saying? What was I saying? You were talking about Arnold showing up to... Oh, yeah. To Todd's they're, house. They're just like, oh, by the way, this big guy on a bike came by earlier. And they're like, is this related to that? And uh, Robert Patrick is like, nope. I wouldn't worry about him. Almost <laughs> 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 like he knows who they're talking like, about specifically. Like, why shouldn't we worry about it? How? What do you know? <laughs> why are you looking for John? They didn't even ask why he was looking for him. Oh, they did. did. They? Or, you know, Can you tell us what this is about? Just need to ask him a few questions. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, I get it. But so, uh, yeah, he, they're uh, going to go spending. And so dude, the T-1000 just cruises the streets looking for adolescents. There's a scene in there, though. We we meet uh, like even before that, before they get to the mall, because mm-hmm. there's several scenes interspliced with them driving to the mall and listening to Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Which, in the, which uh, takes place over about 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, the flood control. Uh, we we see Sarah Connor at the uh, mental institute Yep, doing some pull-ups, doing some work, some early days CrossFit. I don't like the patients disrupting the rooms like this. <laughs> <laughs> She's got her bed on its side the long way so she can do pull-ups on the, the headboard or the the bed frame yeah it's one of the new scenes where he freaks out about her messing with her room and yeah. then the orderly goes in there and beats the shit out of her and forces uh was it he forces her the medication yeah and then she would have said thorazine but i think i don't even know if they said what it was because i know they do mention thorazine at one point that might have been it yeah i don't know i don't think they said it but then she dreams of kyle reese yeah, I forgot he shows up in this extended scene. Yeah, and then uh, they make out a little, and then what? She chases him outside, and then she's outside the fence by the playground, and then nuclear bomb goes mm-hmm. off, and then she wakes up. But and then they're showing her. Uh, she's doing an interview with Doctor uh, Silberman. Where he's showing her video of her last interview where she's talking about all the Terminators and shit. And then uh, she decides to change her story. Yeah, they're not real. Yeah. I don't, I'm better now. I don't believe in them anymore. Even though she stabbed doctor, <laughs> the doctor in the knee three weeks prior. <laughs> I'll admit, I forgot that they said it was three weeks prior. So I, I can't blame him for forgetting, even though his knee still fucking hurts. How's the knee? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she wants to get 
put it in minimum security because it's been six months. She's been mm-hmm. better. She doesn't think Terminators exist. And uh, old asshole Silberman says, no, nope, staying in the max security. And then uh, she freaks the fuck out. Yep. Another six months. Yep. Behind bars. No visitors. No phone calls. Nothing. She just wants to see her son. So then he sedate her. Take her back to her room. And then after that, I wrote, how long is this GNR song? John's been listening to the You Could Be Mine for four scenes. <laughs> well, they only pay for one GNR song, and they couldn't afford Sweet Child of Mine. So, Well, I, I think they wrote it specifically for the movie. But then it was on um, one of the Use Your Illusion albums, too. Um, okay. Which came out it 91 coincide? or 92. They probably did it coincide, like, hey, we got a new album. New song is on Terminator 2. Arnold's in the fucking music video. Have you seen the music video? Uh, no. It's the fucking Terminator at a Guns N' Roses concert. <laughs> <laughs> and then he runs into him outside in the alley afterward. Can't believe they got him for that. Well, they wrote it for the movie, so. Yeah. It was all a tie-in. GNR was fucking huge in 91. Yeah. Doing that tour with Metallica where Axel canceled every other show. <laughs> but uh yeah so this is where we get that great line where uh robert patrick is just you know asking all the kids if they know john connor and where he's going hey just missed him he was here like 15 minutes ago i think he said he was going to the galleria right yeah the galleria the Galleria? <laughs> so you're telling me John Connor and Salute Your Shorts is just driving around and then they hit the brakes, like handbrake, hard stop, because these two 10-year-old girls walking by, they just spit game to these little girls and we're like, going to the arcade. Going to the Galleria. Just a 10-year-old driving my, my bike around L.A. We're both 10. <laughs> no, we're not on hormones. Yeah, we got some candy cigarettes. What of it? <laughs> Yeah, I say fuck. <laughs> yeah, I steal from ATMs. <laughs> Easy money. Yeah, Margaret's not my mom, Todd. <laughs> it's Janelle. I thought it was Margaret. Why did I think it was Margaret? Is that the actress's name? Well, I thought they were both similar, but um, it's Janelle. It is Boyd. Janelle. Fuck Jeanette me. is Janelle. Why did I think it was Margaret? She and looks like mother a, Tad. She looks like a Margaret. <laughs> Janelle is not my mother. Yeah, so they're at the, the arcade in the gallery. Like I said, not enough wide shots. You don't get a real good view of all the amazing stores and the great architecture at the gallery. <laughs> when I was reading about where they shot it at. It was a different mall that wasn't called the Galleria, and it was an outdoor mall that they filmed at. That's so probably why they did all the, in the background. That's probably why they did all the close shots. They're like, "Well, we're going to say it's the Galleria, but it's not." They did have the elevator that Arnold swung onto in, com- in Commando. <laughs> <laughs> you sure that was the same elevator? It was red. <laughs> <laughs> he returned six years later. <laughs> 
to wreak havoc in the gallery. They didn't have those plastic <laughs> inflatable tubes going all over the place. Yeah. Like in command. He doesn't give a fuck. He just goes through walls here. <laughs> Most of it is uh, shot in the uh, bowels of the of the mall. The back hallway. Everything is the bowels in this movie. <laughs> no <laughs> glitz and glamour. The back hallways. Yeah, so they're uh, they're just chilling. And everyone in this movie is drinking Pepsi. <laughs> People have it sitting on clipboards. People are like that that Asian guy that's in the hallway. They get shot. He's holding a Pepsi. <laughs> There's a Pepsi machine down the hallway. It's like Pepsi paid some big dollars for this it's, movie. It's for the new generation. Yeah, they're even <laughs> new <you> know. generation. <laughs> Reminds me of that Wayne's World two. I think it's the second the sequel. Where they're doing the product placement bit. Yeah. It's the taste of a new generation. <laughs> <laughs> By 94, Pepsi rules. I mean, it's it was only a matter of time. You know, 1999 or 1991, Coke may have been on top, but by 94, it's going to be Pepsi. And then 99 brought Pepsi generation next. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's when Bob Dole is sitting watching Britney Spears dance <laughs> and it was really creepy because he was also doing Viagra commercials hmm. Bob Dole I ran for president and lost I fell off the stage once didn't work for him though he just every time he took a pill he regained the use of his arm for about two hours <laughs> 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 it just got real stiff <laughs> he never called the doctor when it said it's stiff for more than four hours he's like I I like the use of my arms. <laughs> I don't want this to go away. <laughs> but he did fall off a stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you have any clips from this, but uh, No, I don't. There's a uh, the only line that that's uh, super memorable other than uh <laughs> Tim trying to intercept the <laughs> T1000 <laughs> unsuccessfully cuz dude already saw John Connor. He's just pushing kids left and right. <laughs> Slamming them into video machines. It's like George Costanza trying to get out of the apartment when he caught the fire. (laughs) Fire, fire. I was leading by example. (laughs) Establishing a path. (laughs) But yeah, so they're running down the hallways. T-1000 just slow stepping it behind John Connor. And then uh, T-800 coming the other way with his box of roses. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing John or, uh, James Cameron loves to do, it's to have people step on roses. <laughs> Every now and then. But, I didn't uh, see any roses in Aliens. <laughs> Isn't that a trope of it? Isn't that a director trademark? Maybe. I can't think of other things that he's done, but I swear that's uh, one of his trademarks. True Lies. I know there's, I think Jamie Lee Curtis, when she's doing the stripping scene, puts a rose in her mouth. Uh, I see. But I don't know if there's a, if he's always stepping on it, but I don't know. Maybe we'll see when we get to the, the fun facts. But yeah, he pulls that shotgun out pretty quick there. T-800. And he points it at John Connor for a long time before he tells him to duck. <laughs> Get down. That that janitor just happens to be in the crossfire. Oh, 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 oh. 
you're not supposed to be back here. <laughs> don't, don't drop to the floor. Just turn and face them directly. What's going on here? <laughs> Let me make myself white as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they, they get the classic, uh, come with me if you want to live. That's the first time, right? Yeah. It was uh, collateral damage, similar to the last time he was in the Galleria. And David Patrick Kelly <laughs> opens fire and that lady by the escalator just turns into him like, what's going on? If there's one thing this movie is missing at the gallery, uh, it's Arnold body slamming a, a phone booth. <laughs> the gallery is well aware of the collateral damage they probably, that Arnold causes once he enters the gallery. They probably got rid of those, uh, per, those private booths and they're just like, fuck it, everybody's making public... Uh, payphone calls from now on. We're not having any more <laughs> phone booth body slams. <laughs> and when they grapple and go through the wall once or twice, yeah. John runs out into the parking ramp, and now uh, you're confident that that's the opposite parking ramp of where David Patrick Kelly was stalking. Uh, yeah, because I think the lady in command. This one was the south lot, but it was blue, and then in the other one it was yellow, and I think it was the north lot. <laughs> You know so much about the Galleria, and you've never even been there. <laughs> Just watch Arnold movies. Apparently, the South Lot was for motorcycle parking. <laughs> they Dirt bike of, parking they for 10-year-olds. They had a lot of bikes there. <laughs> I got to say, uh, Commando was a lot more fake than Terminator 2. <laughs> as far as the feats that uh, Arnold undertakes the physics <laughs> right yeah so uh so he goes with uh with arnold with arnie uh let's see oh we get the first uh car chase there because mm-hmm. uh old t1000 well, there's no cars involved t1000 steals a fucking big rig yeah and then uh he jumps it off a bridge yep arnold Finally catches up with his motorcycle, and they're all in the flood control, the aqueducts, whatever the hell you want to call them. Yeah. He bumps them a couple times, doesn't he, with the big rig? Yeah. On his motorcycle? God, with the uh, big screens everyone has these days and the you know the Blu-ray, the HD stuff, you can really see those stunt doubles much more clearly. <laughs> see, it's hilarious. When... Like, it's, still, it's still a pretty good picture, but... okay. I like to suspend my disbelief. Edward Furlong turns into about a forty-year-old <laughs> small man. <laughs> he's he's already way too old for uh, to play ten years old, anyways. Yeah, but I think the best part of that is uh, the big rig crashes, flips over, blows up, and then uh, he comes out in his liquid metal form, which is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, there is one thing in this scene that's cooler than that. And I got to say, it's how Arnold reloads his shotgun. Oh, he's <laughs> flipping it around? Yeah. yeah. That's the coolest shit ever. <laughs> Why doesn't everybody do that? When I was a kid, like when the first time I saw this, I'm like, how is he doing that? What's he doing? It's, it's a lever action shotgun. It's magic. <laughs> and he flips it. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. It's fucking awesome. This movie, this might be one of the best movies we've talked about on this uh, podcast. <laughs> Not kidding. Like this is must see TV. For action sci fi, it's one of the best ever made. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. 
So they pull up in the uh, the parking lot later. They get away from the T-1000, and they're chilling. And this is where I found out that this takes place in 1994, because he talks about in the year 2029, 35 years from now, you send me back to save you. Mm-hmm. So quick math. Well, Arnold says 35 years from now, I think. Right, but yeah, and then I inferred from the beginning of the movie that 35 years is 2029. Mm-hmm. I did the math, and that's 1994. Yep. Which means that John was probably a preemie because he was conceived in 84, but he's still 10 years old. Yep. Let's see. Yeah, so he wants to, John wants to go back to his, uh, his house to check on his foster parents, but, uh, Old T-800 says, uh, that's not a good idea. We should call him first. All right, let's listen to that phone call. Hello? Janelle, it's me. John? Yeah. Is everything all right? Are you guys okay? Sure, honey. Everything's okay. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. John, it's late. Honey, I was beginning to worry about you. If you hurry home, we can sit down and have dinner together. I'm making beef stew. Something's wrong. She's never this nice. John? Where are you? What the hell is a goddamn dog barking at? Hey! Shut up, you worthless piece of shit! The dog's really barking. I thought you were going to tell the kid to get rid of that fucking mutt. John, honey, it's late. Please don't make me worry. Can already be there? Honey, are you okay? I'm right here. I'm fine. Are you sure? Are you sure you're all right? What's the dog's name? Max. Hey, Janelle. What's wrong with Wolfie? I can hear him barking. Is he okay? Wolfie's fine, honey. Wolfie's just fine. What are you? Your foster parents are dead. Your foster parents are dead. Nice bedside manner from Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is he is read only at this point. <laughs> We just played that because they said Wolfie. (laughs) (laughs) I will point out that about half of all dogs in movies and TV are named Max. And the rest are Spot, Sam, Fido. But there are a lot of Maxes. What are some other ones? They just named like four of them, so I don't know. Maxes. They said there's a bunch. What did you say? I thought you said there's a bunch of dogs named Max. Yeah. In what movies? I don't, I don't have to give examples. <laughs> it's just a fact. <laughs> How? <laughs> just name me one other movie with you a dog never, named Max. You've never seen a movie with a dog named Max? I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't think of too many other <laughs> other uh, movies with dogs in them. But I guess Buddy is a pretty common dog name, too. I don't. I can't think of one right now. <laughs> Argument is falling apart. No. She says, I don't have examples ready. Doesn't mean it's not true. You're throwing out some pretty serious accusations here. What? How they how people name their dogs in movies. Max is a dog's name. I don't know. Should I Google it? <laughs> Do we have time? <laughs> Movie dogs named Max? I don't know. You're going to be the first person in the history of the internet to search that. 
Doubt it. Al Gore probably did. Well, he invented the internet. I know. So he searched everything. <laughs> he had to see if everything works. <laughs> <laughs> Got to test it. He had to make sure that it was correct. <laughs> it's the first one. It's the first suggestion. Movie dogs named Max. <laughs> now that's just the microphone on your phone spying on you? Mm, I don't think so. There's even a fucking movie called Max that's about a dog named Max. Isn't that a new one? 2015. That's pretty new. So we got the dog from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, We got Man's Best Friend, a 1993 horror flick. We got the dog of J.L. Fat Man McCabe from Jake and the Fat Man. (laughs) You got a husky from the movie Eight Below. Doesn't even have the one from this movie. That's just a, a partial list. I see. It's very common, though. All right. Well, thank you for proving your point. I shouldn't have had to, because it should be common knowledge. I don't know about that. It should be common knowledge, <laughs> which is asking a lot these days. Y'all should hit us up on Twitter with all the Max, all the dogs named Max that you know. Prove my point. I'm sure Twitter's just going to blow up with examples. <laughs> Nobody hits us up on Twitter. It's, it's kind of sad. Well, some of our friends do, especially those from across the pond. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Movie Drone. Thanks, Steve. And Mark. Mark's on there sometimes. Sometimes. Mark says mean things about me. Does he? Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes he hurts my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Said we have a bromance with Steve. Yeah, well, yeah, Steve adores us. Which and is... we adore Steve and Movie Drone. <laughs> Just a budding <laughs> bromance. <laughs> I don't know if I'd take it that far, but <laughs> it's a nice acquaintance. So you're starting to act like a real Mark, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just like that kid that in that movie. <laughs> No, that was the kid from fucking Home Improvement. <laughs> yeah. The the youngest brother. He's a fucking Mark. <laughs> fucking loser. Because <laughs> I thought you used it to uh, describe a kid in Jingle All the Way. No. The kid was a real Mark. Uh, we somehow got talking about Home Improvement. <laughs> and it's... Uh, the youngest kid. The his youngest name's kid Mark. is a fucking Mark, and his name is Mark. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, long-time listeners might remember that from our Jingle All the Way episode, which is now like three years old. <laughs> but yeah. it's probably my favorite episode we've ever done. It's a good one. It was tons of fun. It's my favorite all-time Christmas movie. <laughs> yes. By far. <laughs> and it's I got Arnold in it. So it's relevant. It is. Um, is this about the time Arnold almost kills those two guys in the alley? Yeah, it uh, happens almost immediately after the phone call. And uh, did you have a clip for that one too? I Who did. Knows? Just the why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he uh, Edward Furlong starts talking shit to these two guys. Yeah, Edward Furlong finds out that Arnold has to does do what he says, mm-hmm. like a. Fucking, obey commands like he's a fucking genie or something <laughs> <laughs> i 
I brought up White as Kids You Know earlier, and this is actually like the genie sketch from White as Kids You Know, because Arnold has to do what he says, but he doesn't actually have magical power, so he just ends up fucking, you know, destroying people. And <laughs> <laughs> it's It gets pretty violent. See, uh, John stops him from <laughs> shooting two guys. In the alley, and uh, this is a little convo after where he tells me you can't just go around killing people. Jesus, you're gonna kill that guy! Of course, I'm a Terminator. Listen to me very carefully, okay? You're not a Terminator anymore, alright? You got that? You just can't go around killing people! Why? What do you mean, why? Because you can't! Why? Because you just can't, okay? Trust me on this. Yeah, so he can't go killing everybody, and he makes him promise. Yep. And now he wants to go after his mom. Yep. This is where we see the first face-licking scene. <laughs> the fucking, uh, the fucking, of which there are two. The fucking <laughs> Rick James of orderlies. <laughs> strapping Sarah Connor into bed. And then uh, licking the whole side of her face. And then just leaving. Like, yeah. That was enough for him. Yeah. I was surprised he didn't rape her. Yeah. Like, you think that's where it's going. I was, especially in 91. Mm-hmm. Because rape was pretty acceptable form of entertainment back then. Not a form of entertainment. There was a lot of movies that featured rape scenes back then. Yeah. Just thrown in for, for no apparent reason. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, earlier Sarah had uh, taken a paperclip during her meeting with Dr. Silberman. And she uh, maneuvers that over to her hand, gets herself out of bed. It's because the cops are asking about <laughs> what went down at the Galleria. We found this guy here <laughs> right. who looks just like the guy who killed 17 cops <laughs> back in 1984. Right. Men with families. And children. <laughs> He's not a Terminator, though. But, yeah, so she gets out. And, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is the scene with my, my dudes, uh, Don and Dan. Mm-hmm. Which was f- fucking amazing, because the T-1000 is the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and he just... <laughs> Up into old Danny or whatever, whichever one is the the evil one. Mm-hmm. There's a little finger through the eye trick. If you think you know he wouldn't have been killed because he just won a full house on that coffee cup, thought it was his lucky day. <laughs> no right. Turns around, gets a finger spike in the eye. The the finger spikes are one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of favorite things in this movie <laughs> for me. It's a fucking great movie, but that's one of them. So in the meantime, Sarah tracks down that rapey orderly, mm-hmm. beats the shit out of him, puts him in a closet, takes his keys. And baton. Yeah. But she twirls around and dances and skips down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> she carries that thing like a bamf, though. <laughs> Ready for action. She's uh, very She's chiseled. holding it correctly. She's very chiseled in this movie. She was a little heavier in the first one, but well, she's, she's been, been doing chin-ups she's for been doing, six months. She's been doing CrossFit. 
been the, the original CrossFit before it was fashionable. Probably parkouring around a room as well. <laughs> Just going from corner to corner in the walls. <laughs> parkour, parkour. <laughs> Everything kind of comes to a head. So Arnie and John show up at the gate. The guy says, you know, you got to come back during visiting hours. And Arnie can't kill him, so he fucking kneecaps him. <laughs> Shoots him twice in the legs. He kneecaps a lot of people in this movie. <laughs> he will survive. He will live. And then how about that scene where he, Sarah's waiting? Why is everybody using the elevator in emergency situations? But first of all, Sarah's waiting for the elevator. And now comes T-800 and John. Mm-hmm. Well, John takes his sweet-ass time coming out of the elevator, <laughs> so his mom's all scared. Oh, by the way, this is my Terminator, Mom. <laughs> Why are you so scared? I don't I don't get it. Then we get another, come with me if you want to live. Yep. Which is a great line. Well, you know, it was what's kind of made her more familiar to it, because that's what Kyle Reese said to her in the first one. He delivers it so well, too. Mm-hmm. Fucking great. Keep it in your pants, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to want to hear this, because the next note I have is, these T-1000 special effects are amazing. He goes through the bars. He's got blade arms. He gets shot in the head. Him oozing through the bars and the gun getting stuck was fucking sweet. Yeah. You know? Because he can't replicate guns, because they've got chemicals or something. <laughs> Moving parts. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> but, but human bodies do. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So they get down into the basement. They steal a cop car. And then uh, it's the real horror show of a fucking chase scene right there. Mm-hmm. He runs fucking fast. There's the cool scene in the elevator as well where he's, oh, yeah, where he's trying a, to yeah. stab him <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> His long stabbing arms. <laughs> <laughs> I think he gets the headshot right after that too. Yep, splits his head in half. Which is amazing special effects. Um, but yeah, that scene where where he's chasing them on foot and they're mm-hmm. in the car, and he just like he finally catches up to him with his blade arms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just on top. <laughs> and then our Arnie's just like. You drive for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he's always so calm and collected because he's a fucking robot. <laughs> he just shoots off his arm and then puts one in his chest and right. drops him off. And then, uh, you know, the one little piece got stuck in the car. I wonder if they should have kept that. I don't know. It's like he needs it to be whole. He just maybe? absorbed it right into his boot again. But, of course, if they're hanging out with that little piece of metal, maybe that would know where they are so he could well, almost like a, report back like a wi-fi a, is it autonomous could it just turn into a, a its own little blade and and stab somebody on the download slither around <laughs> like a snake and then like start stabbing feet <laughs> <laughs> just slime up somebody's back <laughs> go into somebody's ear or something is this where john cries and uh arnold says What's wrong with your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, Linda Hamilton's yelling at him, saying that, you know, he can't risk his life for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. I like that. 
that line. You're too important. That was a fucking great line. What's wrong with your eyes? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and then they got to go uh, lay low for a while and lick their wounds. Got to stitch up Sarah Connor. Yeah, because she got stabbed. Yep. And then take out about the 30 bullets out of Arnold. See, that was one thing. Arnold's clothes had bullet holes in them, but uh, T-1000 just was always whole. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was wondering if he actually stole the guy's clothes or if he just replicated them. Yeah, probably just emulated it. But I guess that can't come through i don't know i don't want to think about the physics of the time travel (laughs) (laughs) because it it gets confusing a little bit later with how the whole circle works oh it gets confusing later it's already (laughs) confusing in the first one (laughs) well that hot tub time machine well the more they the more they explain it the less it makes sense when they're talking about how if you know. It's a real chicken and the egg situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Connor never sends Kyle Reese back through time to fuck his mom. He's never born in the first place. But then if the Terminator's <laughs> arm is never found, Cyberdyne never develops Skynet, and then Skynet never sets off Judgment Day. Yeah. Because they're basically and reverse then, engineering all this. <laughs> you know, it's alien technology to them. Right. They don't know what the fuck it is. The one guy is like, hey, like he's the he thinks he's like the first person to ask. Right. He's like almost like an intern. So he's like, so uh, gotta ask, you know, where do these come from? <laughs> we don't talk about that. He was, uh, I think he said the people that gave it to him uh, said, don't ask or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But and they're that. like, oh, good enough for me. <laughs> Okay. They, they weren't given to me for nefarious purposes at all. You gonna? You don't have to tell me twice. Don't ask. Don't tell. I was just given free futuristic technology. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're stitching everybody up, and then uh, I think this was an added scene you you had uh, realized where some of it is. John wants to make Arnie less of a dork. Actually, I believe the whole scene is new because when he says. My CPU is a neural net processor. It sounds different than it does in the theatrical cut. Okay. Because this one ex- extends. Mm-hmm. I think there's some added stuff before and after, but anyways, here's the clip. Does it hurt when you get shot? I sense injuries. The data could be called pain. John, help me with the light. Will these heal up? Yes. Good. If you can't pass for a human, you're not much good to us. How long do you live? I mean, last, whatever. 120 years with my existing power cell. Can you learn stuff that you haven't been programmed with? So you can be, you know, more human and not such a dork all the time? My CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. But Skynet presets the switch to read only when we are sent out alone. Doesn't want you to do too much thinking, huh? No. Can we reset the switch? Yes. And they do. They do, although Sarah Connor contemplates killing the T-800 by smashing the chip. With a mallet. And she almost does it. She, like, she decides not to do it, but then she hits the fucking table next to it and almost does it anyways. Mm -hmm. 
Before that, she almost hit John because he <laughs> he throws himself in the way, trying to take the bullet. Probably not the first time he's been hit. He's a bad kid. But uh, yeah, so in the morning they they take a uh, like a station wagon and they head south, right? And there's the old keys in the visor trope. <laughs> like, like he. So Arnold just rips open the steering column and hot wires the car in about two seconds. And then John Connor pulls the visor down and the keys are just chilling in there. And uh, he acts like that's the most normal thing in the fucking world. Does anybody actually do that? Back in the 90s, they did. 80s and 90s. <laughs> I guess so. Nobody locked their doors and they just, I don't even bother taking the keys inside. Just leave them in there under the visor. With some of these vehicles, it's like, well, I guess if it, you steal it, take it. I don't want it. I guess <laughs> it was insurance. A, I guess it was a mechanic shop. So maybe they're just like, you know, we'll work on it in the morning, but we don't want to put the keys inside. Mm-hmm. We want to keep it convenient. But, uh, yeah, so they're taking a road trip, and uh, John's giving Arnie some uh, tips on how to sound more human. Keep it under 65. We don't want to be pulled over. Affirmative. No, 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 no. You gotta listen to the way people talk. You don't say affirmative or some shit like that. You say, no problemo. And if someone comes off to you with an attitude, you say, eat me. And if you want to shine them on, it's hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, or later, dickwad. And if someone gets upset, you say, chill out. Or you could do combinations. Chill out, dickwad. That's great. See, you're getting it. No problemo. <laughs> Why is half the stuff in Spanish? <laughs> well, he grew up on a... A Spanish oh, yeah, they went to Nicar- Arsenal obstacle course. He's like, we went to Nicaragua. And <laughs> it's like, why did you say it like that? That's a weird way to say it. it he basically in- grew up with that Enrique guy. They lived in Nicaragua and a bunch of other places like that, he said. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a bunch of guys. I guess Enrique was just a, just a friend because he had a wife and kids. So I don't get like Sarah Connor has all these friends that she just convinced that she wasn't crazy and is gonna was she it, birth the son that's gonna fight robots in the future. Did you so see like we should practice? Did you see where Enrique lived? <laughs> he's fucking he's Alex Jones level conspiracy, <laughs> and not the Alex Jones that used to be on this show, like the the real <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, he is a doomsday prepper. If I've ever seen one. <laughs> He got the fucking goods, though. Mm-hmm. Did you see that arsenal? Oh, my goodness. Even Arnie had a smile at that. I don't know how he had those weapons. Those are illegal. <laughs> That's why they're in his underground bunker. <laughs> the scene where he's teaching Arnold to smile is fucking great, though. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... Uh, they did a scene kind of like that in the new Child's Play, but instead of trying to smile, they were trying to make him look creepy. Mm. And it was kind of the same thing. Like, do this with your face. And it just, it kind of came out with the same results. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we get to the discussion of Skynet. Yeah. And Miles Bennett Dyson. The history of the future. See, in Commando, Bennett was the villain. 
And we got another Bennett villain in this one. Uh, Bennett is, uh, you son of a bitch from Predator. I thought Bennett was the fucking bad guy commando. Yeah, but in Predator, doesn't he say, Bennett, you son of a bitch? And then they do that. Well, that, that would have to be handshake. Carl Weathers' name. Yeah. Let's see what it is. Let's see. Carl Weathers' name in Predator is Dylan. Dylan? Mm-hmm. Is Arnie played? To, there's got to be a He's Bennett. Dutch. There's got to be a Bennett in Predator. No. I don't see one. Fuck me. Mandela effect. Let's get a Bennett in Commando. Bennett the overweight Australian <laughs> American commando <laughs> with loose fitting clothes <laughs> that dressing in black so it doesn't show loose fitting clothes that are allegedly tight on him because they were for a different actor <laughs> Vernon Wells also signed one of the worst contracts the twins ever gave out <laughs> <laughs> he was injured a lot speaking of twins Dyson's son is a big old Twins fan. Yeah. He had a sweet hat he's wearing in the, the next scene. 1994. Repping him during the strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the strike they didn't know about in 91. Maybe they did have the foresight that the Twins were going to win the 91 World Series. Yeah. I mean, they won 87, but you think. They were in last place in 90, though. So yeah. That's a pretty big leap. Yeah. They went from worst to first in 91 to win it. So you think they're making this. It was released in, I believe, July, July 3rd, maybe, uh, 91. So this was made in 1990-ish. So, yeah, late 1990. It's just weird that somebody from L.A. would have a Twins hat. Yeah. As a child. I I could see if it was 88 or something like that, like right after, you know, you win the World Series. Yeah. You've seen Any Given Sunday, right? No. Okay. Well, in that movie, it came out in 99. Mm-hmm. And so there's a new offensive coordinator played by Aaron Eckhart. Okay. And they get, they're like, he's the new hotshot coordinator from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> it's Minnesota, the 98 Vikings that at the time were the most, you know, the highest scoring offense ever in the NFL. Yeah. Records been broken several times since then, but. It was Randy Moss's rookie year. Yeah. They were all the rage. They thought they were going to be set up for years of. Dominance, you know, they missed out on the Super Bowl, you know, they'll get it 99 or 2000. So when any given Sunday comes out, they're like, get this hot shot. And like Minnesota is <laughs> like the best team, like in the movie. That's that's hilarious because they didn't even come close. I don't even think they made the playoffs the next year. No, they did. Jeff George slinging it around. I just remember that next year they put Randall Cunningham in, in the last regular season game to take a knee. After the year before, he took a knee to go to overtime yeah. in the NFC Championship game, and then they lost in overtime. Yeah. No, Jeff George slung it around. That's right. He was going to make a comeback like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. He can throw a football over in the mountains. He did a lot of drugs. Cannon on him. All right. Uh, back to Terminator. Yeah, I got a clip here. This is... I'm talking about Skynet and Dyson. I need to know how Skynet gets built. Who's responsible? The man most directly responsible is Miles Bennett Dyson. Who is that? He's the director of special projects at Cyberdyne Systems Corporation. Why him? 
In a few months, he creates a revolutionary type of microprocessor. Go on. Then what? In three years, Cyberden will become the largest supplier of military computer systems. All stealth bombers are upgraded with Cyberden computers, becoming fully unmanned. Afterwards, they fly with a perfect operational record. The Skynet funding bill is passed. The system goes online on August 4, 1997. Human decisions are removed from strategic defense. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, August 29th. In a panic, they try to pull the plug. Skynet fights back. Yes. It launches its missiles against the targets in Russia. Why attack Russia? Aren't they our friends now? Because Skynet knows that the Russian counterattack will eliminate its enemies over here. Jesus. How much do you know about Dyson? I have detailed files. I want to know everything. What he looks like, where he lives, everything. Yeah, John Connor was technically right in 91 <laughs> or 94 that the Russians were our friends. Yeah. We all know why. We all know it's Rocky. We, we just know. talked about it last episode. If I can change. And you can change. Everybody can change. <laughs> Rocky, 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 Rocky. Even got Gorbachev to stand up. Standing ovation from the Gave Ruskies. Three claps. <laughs> well, you changed. Everybody can change. So thank you, Rocky. That's why the Russians were caught so f- off guard in 1997. Like, oh, we thought you were our friends. Why are you shooting missiles at us? <laughs> well, take these. Take <laughs> this, then. Uh, Sarah has another dream of Judgment Day mm-hmm. where she sees her with little John Connor at the at the playground. And then everybody gets scorched again. Everybody turns to dust except for she, uh, her skeleton is apparently invincible. Everybody who's not wearing two million sunblocks is going to have a pretty bad day. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> You're going to have a bad day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she wakes up from her dream and she's like, oh, I'm going to leave John with the Terminator and I'm going to go take out Mr. Dyson. There's no fate but what we make for ourselves. The future is not set. That's true. That's what Kyle Reese told her. That's what they said. <laughs> Except for it kind of is. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, observed that when she's wearing the hat and sunglasses, she kind of looks like Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. Yeah, I could see that. I thought she kind of looked like Steven Tyler. Speaking of which, Edward Furlong was in an Aerosmith music video in 93. Was he? Yeah. I forget which song, but I saw it listed. Was it Dude Looks Like a Lady? (laughs) (laughs) I'll look it up quick. It was on his IMDb. He wasn't in Mrs. Doubtfire, was he? I hope not. (laughs) Dude Looks Like a Lady. I don't think you can do that song anymore. That's offensive. Uh. Okay, so he's on uh, in '94. He was on Living on the Edge. Okay. And in '93, uh, 
Well, they listed 93 and 94, which is weird. Hmm. Credited as Joyrider. So he's a Joyrider. I don't know if I remember that video. They did like three videos with Liv Tyler and Alicia Silverstone. I don't think that was one of them. So it also lists uh, credit for that 3D movie I saw, The Ride. Yeah. T2 3D Battle Across Time. Ooh. And it is Arnold, Edward Furlong, and Linda Hamilton, and Robert Patrick. There you they go. They all reprise their roles. And it is 21 minutes long. Interesting. So that's sweet. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know where you'd be able to see that. So like I said, I don't think they have that ride anymore. Because that it came out in... 96, it says. They probably replaced it with the Genesis ride. Terminator Genesis. Yeah, you've seen Genesis, right? No, I've I've only seen Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. Okay. I haven't seen any of the other sequels. 3 has fun moments in it, but it's not great. Apparently, I don't need to see them because the next one doesn't (laughs) even acknowledge their existence. I guess I've actually never seen Terminator Salvation. I've seen parts, but never really watched it. Oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good for you. And how was it? I heard it was shit, so I didn't <laughs> I didn't see it. Um, and then Terminator Genesis I watched, and I really did like the first about 45 minutes. Mm. It's like a Back to the Future 2 type of scenario. Okay. Where they go back in time, and they go through like, the scenes in like the first Terminator and I can't remember if they get to scenes in the second Terminator, okay. but they're like running along while that's all going on. Mm-hmm. It's re- it was really cool. I did it. Oh, they did it. And I was thinking, this is pretty cool. I like where they're going with this. So you're saying Endgame stole that idea from Terminator kind, Genesis. Kind of. Or Back to the Future 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they did it in there. But then after about 45 minutes, then it starts nosediving. And then they turn John Connor into the villain. I heard the trailer spoils like all the big reveals. Yeah, like the big reveal at the end is John Connor is a villain now. Yeah, and you're like, that's isn't he the a worst cyborg? thing you could do? Isn't he part cyborg? I can't remember how it ended up that way, or if he was a cyborg, if he like combined with the machines, or what the fuck he was, or if he was like a cyborg all along from whatever point in time. Yeah, I can't remember. Sounds, yeah, I got stupid after the sounds first awful. half. Well, we were talking about bad days earlier. You know who was having a really bad day? Miles Dyson. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it a total loss for the day. Why, he got to take his kids to the water park. Was it a Thunder Canyon or something? Yeah, something like that. And then uh, I guess say he got a nice little wet lick on the back of the neck from his wife. <laughs> <laughs> lick scene number two that's in the extended only so yeah you theatrical people aren't gonna get that but it's awkward his wife comes up behind him while he's working on the computer and she licks his neck and sarah connor's trying to get a headshot on him and uh this is after that this isn't at the same time <laughs> he she licked him like when it was daylight out still <laughs> Oh, that's right. Because that's telling him to take the kids and quit working. And that's right. And then at the end of the day, Sarah Connor's just up on the hill with her sniper rifle. And then uh, little Danny, 
Dyson comes in with his remote control car, distracts Dad. And his sweet twins hat. Causes uh, Sarah Connor to miss. So she just sprays his house with bullets and misses everybody. <laughs> well, he ducks, so that's why she <laughs> that's missed. Right. She would have blew his head off. And then the kids and the wife are in the other room, so obviously bullets can't go through walls. Mm-hmm. Just that glass wall on the one side of their house next to his supercomputer <laughs> that he's doing top secret work stuff on. Yeah, then she uh, moves in to finish the job, ends up shooting him once with a handgun in the back, yeah. kind of shoulder area. And then uh, Arnie and John show up. Just in the nick of time, although you could tell she had given up. She couldn't do it anymore. She couldn't get herself to pull the trigger. I don't know what her plan was. Was she going to kill him and then go blow up Cyberdyne? Because they end up going to blow up Cyberdyne anyways. Mm-hmm. But they need him to get in there. Yeah, she probably wasn't thinking about it because... Remember, she's in the mental hospital because she tried to blow up a computer factory before. Yeah, so that's true. she probably doesn't care that she can't get in. She's just like, "I'm gonna bring the whole motherfucker down." <laughs> well, and the, I guess you know, based on that one story that T eight hundred said, it was this guy's fault. So you kill him, and then everything ends. But then she's like, "Well, I guess somebody else could take over his work." Well, actually, Arnold says that. He says, no one must continue your work. Yeah, after she tries killing him. Yeah. So there's a pretty cool scene where... (laughs) Show him. (laughs) Where Arnold takes the skin off of his arm to show Dyson that he's a cyborg. That was pretty sweet how they did that. Because he literally just starts slicing his arm up. Mm -hmm. Goes down the train tracks... (laughs) And he just pulls the skin off his arm. Like It was uh, pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see when they cut to uh, the prosthetic because his arm gets bigger. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still an amazing shot. At least it moves. Yeah. Real animatronics. Is uh, more great special effects. This is where I, I realized that if the first Terminator didn't come, Cyberdyne wouldn't have made Skynet, and there would be no Judgment Day. But if there's no Judgment Day, there would be no Terminator to come back and lose its arm for Cyberdyne to find. It's a real (laughs) catch-22. It's very circular logic. (laughs) Like I said, it's a very chicken versus the egg situation. It's because time isn't linear, Brett. We just perceive it that way. That's how it works. That's over my head. It's a flat circle. <laughs> Just like the earth. <laughs> I heard the earth was also a flat circle. Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, so they head to Cyberdyne to wreck some shop. The T-1000 shows up for the first time in about an hour in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had forgotten about him. Well, like, they dropped off the grid. They're hanging out by Mexico. Yeah. Like, you need to get away from the city. I don't know where T-1000 was. What was the last thing he did? He was, uh, oh, he chased him out of the, uh, the gal- no, the uh, the mental hospital. Yeah. And then it was a very long time before he shows up again. He shows up at Dyson's house, right? Yeah. Sees the aftermath. And then uh, he doesn't, it takes a sweet time getting the Cyberdyne. Mm-hmm. But they, they're just wrecking shit up in there. 
Yeah, they uh, tie up some guards and only works for about a minute. Then the silent alarm is tripped and all the cops are lining up outside while they're inside just trying to set up C4 explosives and get into the vault. How many cops are out there? All of them. (laughs) Yeah, Arnie's going to take care of the cops. But remember, he can't kill anybody. Mm -hmm. So he pulls his minigun out. Such a waste of the minigun. I mean, it does the job. It destroys pretty much all of the vehicles. Yeah. And then he he loves that grenade launcher. Who doesn't? <laughs> I don't know what person who doesn't love that fucking grenade launcher. <laughs> it was, that was his weapon of choice for the second half of the movie. <laughs> I think that was actually when they were in uh, Enrique's uh, bunker. That was like the one where he, he smiled at it. He's like, ooh, I like that <laughs> one. Um. Oh yeah, so they're uh, they're setting up all the uh, the bombs and stuff. You know that John has broken into the the safe to get the second key <laughs> for the the Terminator arm and ch- uh, computer chip. Mm-hmm. So they got that shit, and then the SWAT team. Old Dean Norris leads the SWAT <laughs> yeah. team in. I thought it was. I mean, you don't see his face. Yeah. So I was like, that sounds like Dean Norris, and the eyes look like it. And I'm like, well, he was just in Total Recall one year earlier, so it's probably him again. I saw his name in the credits, and I'm like, damn, that was him, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That was him. Everybody gets away except for Miles, who gets shot to shit, continuing his bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so yeah. His wife and child are gonna have to move on fatherless. How many cops do you think blew up in that that explosion? They moved out of there quick. Did they they get out of there? They got out. They just had to go down one floor. I guess so. It didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Only one floor blew up. (laughs) No structural damage. It was like Die Hard when they (laughs) maybe it's like one or two floors that kind of just blow up completely, but the rest of the building above it is just structurally sound. And they uh. Oh, this is another situation where they take the elevator instead of the stairs. Like, there's literally a, a bomb blowing up upstairs. Maybe you should probably not take the elevator. <laughs> but, no, they take it. They get gassed on the on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arnold finds the mask for him, though. This is when T-1000 rolls in. No big deal on his motorcycle. Yeah. He kneecaps about 10 officers he shoots about 20 gas grenades at them too yeah which i would think would probably be uh pushing the human uh resistance to tear gas what do you mean like i would think that it would be at the point where like you can't take anymore and you're probably gonna get close to lethal doses of tear gas when you take 20 grenades of it (laughs) Oh, they're all spread out. I guess. Wind was blowing. Linda and John. I don't even know you could really get a lethal dose of tear gas. I don't know. Well, you can't. It's going to sting a point, lot. You get to the point where you can't breathe. Tear gas. Right. Linda and John are just passing the gas masks back and forth. They're not even uh, shielding their eyes in any way. No. Well, she does say, don't open your eyes. But then later... When they're walking through the deep fog in the hallway right. to the truck. They're, they're both wide open. Yeah. Oh, man. And then 
That's what's so incredible about you know this movie. The last hour is just one giant set piece. Yeah, it starts at Cyberdyne and ends at the steel mill. Right. You know they steal that like a SWAT van or truck, the paddy wagon. Yeah. And T one thousand is like, well, I need a vehicle too. That's not my motorcycle. That was another great scene because T one thousand just rolls up the stairs in his motorcycle yeah. and jumps it through a window into a helicopter. And he just hangs on the side. Yeah, all very practically done. Just at least with the vehicles. It's just looks great. Kind of oozes in through a hole in the window. <laughs> tells the the pilot to get out and he's like, Okay. <laughs> I love the shot of him headbutting the window. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some stunt guy just like pretending to headbutt the window in. I always like that when they do the the thing where they're in a helicopter and they're taking over and he says, get out. And then the pilot just like opens the door and steps out like it's nothing. It was a callback to the first Terminator where Arnold did that when he got into the semi at the end. He tells that to the guy and the guy jumps out. (laughs) So there's almost like two callbacks to that with T-1000 just throwing a guy out outside the Galleria. (laughs) And then he does the get out and he's like, okay. Well, he steals another semi later. Just after that, because they're, they're rolling in the... Uh, and he doesn't have time for that guy. He just kills that dude. Yeah. In the liquid nitrogen truck, which those are so common. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. they Yeah, so he's chasing the paddy wagon with the, the chopper, mm-hmm. and they crashed it into it, which is pretty fucking smart. Love that. Arnold just slams on the brakes. <laughs> that was right after Lynn Hamilton got shot in the leg. Yeah. And yeah, he crashes right into the back of the truck and then flips. And then they their tire blows yeah. and they flip. Mm. So they steal this shitty fucking little pickup that this right. guy has. It has a top speed of 55, apparently. Yeah. This is this vehicle's maximum speed. And so, of course, Arnold has somebody else drive again. I think John. Yeah. So he can shoot grenades out the window. <laughs> Take the off ramp. At the, at the liquid nitrogen truck. Which, uh, oh, how he stops him in that is pretty sweet. He jumps up on the the fucking hood of the truck and just fires point blank <laughs> right into his face. That's such a cool <laughs> sequence, how they shot that, because it's all practical. Yeah. They did it on a stage, most likely with a green screen, but that's actually yeah. Arnold running down to the bed of the truck and then hopping up on the semi. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just kneeling down, just blowing him away. <laughs> <laughs> they flip the truck. They crack open the tanker. Yeah, he really just jerks that wheel. Yeah, he really reaches in. Yeah, that was a great scene. That was great too. Because yeah, and Arnold, then tuck and roll. <laughs> Arnold just reaches in the window and just yanks the wheel all the way to the left. Uh, which causes uh, old uh, liquid metal to to freeze mm-hmm. in the liquid nitrogen. In the but you think it's the end, right? I mean, that's that's got to be it. He's frozen. He gets shot and explodes into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. But then it's really hot in that. <laughs> steel and steel. And they have random steel that's just leaking just onto the molten, floor. Just molten steel. <laughs> just loose. Of course, that could have been caused by the semi that just flipped over <laughs> next to it. <Right. laughs> they got out of there pretty quick. They're like, I'm not hanging around for this shit. Don't pay me enough. So we get a little cat and mouse after that where they're running uh, once the T-1000 kind of reforms. And there's a, in the extended cut, 
there's some shots that they show of, I guess, like his feet and hands. He's like glitching out after he... Uh, when re- they touch things, they are almost like automatically blending into it that he's not controlling. Yeah. It's very confusing because at the end, or towards, yeah, at the end when uh, he's at Sarah Connor, her feet are blended into the ground so he knows it's not her, Mm -hmm. which is just the second reason he knows it's not her because the other one is behind her. Yeah. And uh, to get all the way, John. So it's like, yeah, that wasn't needed. So I could see why they cut that. And it's hard to explain too because we were both a little confused. We're just like, we're guessing it's glitching out because it was frozen and now he's not. There wasn't really like a good reason. They didn't explain it. Yeah, I just assumed it was because of the uh, liquid nitrogen probably fucked up his, uh, or maybe that combined with the the molten steel, and then something kind of got in the circuits and uh, kind of yeah. fucked up his wiring. Yeah, so there's a scene here where he's telling Sarah to call for John, and I wondered why he didn't just mimic Sarah in the first place, because mm-hmm. he ends up doing it later, but he doesn't kill her. Yeah, I thought maybe he tried to use her as a bargaining chip if worse came to worse because he doesn't know where he is. And he always he already knows that he went after her once in the mental hospital. Yeah. So he could probably always use her as bait. Mm-hmm. Well, if that little 10 year old ran out of there and outran <laughs> the T-1000. <laughs> nobody, nobody <laughs> outruns the T-1000. Well, he did on his little ving, 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 his little dirt bike. <laughs> They can't outrun a semi. You had to get up to speed. It's a little 10cc <laughs> motorbike. Uh, let's see. Well, at some point, Arnold gets his arm stuck in some gears, rips it off. Yeah, there's two fight scenes. You want to say mano a mano? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the correct phrase. <laughs> well, I was just saying it so fast. as always that mano a mano. Mm, that's because you're a gringo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mano a mano between the T's and uh You think Arnold He gets done. worked both times. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a fucking spear through his chest or through his back. That's the second time, yeah. And he powers down. Because he grabs that spear to uh you know, rip his arm off so he could <laughs> chase after it, and then he's about to kill Is that when he's with Sarah still and he comes up behind him? And slices him in half with that steel bar. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's when he was, uh, that was the first time he was trying to get Sarah to uh, to call for John. And then they fight some more. And then he's just like, fuck it, I'll just pretend to be Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arnie powers down. And then he's got backup power. Thank God. They just rerouted it. Alternate power. So yeah. Or... Alternate power path or route or something and like gets that. gets that grenade launcher back out there. Gets one right in the uh, T-1000's uh, belly. Rides a gear up. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that was, that was probably one of my favorite parts where uh, T-1000 takes the grenade in the belly and mm-hmm. then he's just all fucking wobbly and shit. Mm-hmm. Just all over the place. But he just falls. I really wish Linda Hamilton or somebody just would have karate kicked him into the yeah molten steel that would have been cool but and then when he's melting he starts forming all the uh people that he mimicked throughout the movie again for some reason mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of weird yeah 
but and then Arnie sacrifices himself. He can't self terminate. Well, they throw in the the old Terminator arm. Yeah. And the old fucked up chip. Yeah. He goes, there's still one chip left. Mm-hmm. Now, did you start crying right away? Don't go. I oh. ordered you not to go. <laughs> very, Tugged at the heartstrings when I was a kid. Very touching. I don't want Arnold to die. Oh, he's got to die, though. I mean, I, He's the father figure that I, he never had, and he never will have until 2029. <laughs> <laughs> or about maybe about 2028. That's probably when he sends Kyle Reese back. Well, dude was 45 when he met his dad. (laughs) (laughs) His dad, who was like 30. Yep. (laughs) Uh, That's the end. But they don't tell you what happens to that arm that got stuck in the gears. That they don't. Mm -hmm. There's a little loophole there. Yeah. Left it open for sequels so they could still have their judgment day. Well, at least there's no chip. Just the arm. Well, how did they get the chip last time if it wasn't in the arm? Because the Terminator was crushed in the machinery. Ah, that's true. And so it wasn't all kind of destroyed. I think they just kind of picked up some parts. And I see. That makes sense. Give it to Cyberdyne. That makes sense. Here's a nice picture of, uh, this is in that 3D movie. So yeah, Edward Furlong is about six years older there. He looks old as fuck. Five years old. <laughs> so does Arnie. So he's about 18 in there, 19. <laughs> So fucking weird. It's weird how close they're embracing each other. Well, they're on the motorcycle. What does he have to have his head on his shoulder like that? It was just a hard break right there. So when the picture was snapped. It was a what? <laughs> it was a hard break. So he was leaning into him. Oh. I see. It's just the vibration. Let's get into some fun facts. Hey everybody, here's some fun facts. So uh, production took sufficiently long that Edward Furlong visibly aged during the shoot. (laughs) He's clearly much younger in the scene in the desert, for instance, than in other scenes. His voice began to break and had to be pitched to one level in post-production. So, yeah, I I mentioned to you, uh, I think this morning, that uh, it seemed like his his, uh, his lines were dubbed in post. And that would explain why. Here's a fun fact. Going off what we were just talking about, in a deleted scene of The Terminator from 84, it is revealed that the factory where the final scene takes place is the Cyberdyne Systems factory, and that an executive is the one who finds the Terminator CPU and conceals the evidence from police. In the audio commentary, director James Cameron said that not only was the biker bar scene filmed, Across the street from where LAPD officers beat up Rodney King, but they were filming the night of the beating. Uh, he said Cameron got the idea for Strange Days, a movie that came out in 95, after the outcome of the verdict on April 29th, 1992. Which I think he wrote and then Catherine Bigelow uh, directed. Here is the... Worst piece of trivia, I think, on this page. Here's a fun fact. Sarah Connor suffers from psychological trauma and PTSD. (laughs) One of one found this interesting. I'm guessing it's the guy who put it in there. Probably. (laughs) Um, Also, one of the uh, highest grossing R-rated films of all time with over 550 million worldwide. 
with this. For the Los Angeles River sequence, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in pain because since he couldn't wear a glove while cocking the gun, his fingers would get stuck in the mechanism. He tore the skin from his fingers and hand many times before he mastered it. And he achieved this while trying to act and control a Harley at the same time as James Cameron told him where to look. He could not dart his eyes either because it would have ruined the shot. Uh, shooting the gates also took weeks of practice because he had to also act cool while doing it. <laughs> well, that just means he had to wear sunglasses. So that's your uh, your flipping of the, the shotgun. Here's another fun fact. So, you know, we talked about, you know, how he didn't kill the bikers and the people at the bar in the beginning. And there's numerous times before John Connor freaks out that he probably had a reason as a Terminator to kill people, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. So, like it says here, at the beginning of the film, Schwarzenegger's Terminator is armed on three occasions while fighting people, but doesn't kill any of them, even though they are trying to kill him. The only time in the film he tries to kill anyone is when John is under threat from the jocks. Even though it isn't stated specifically, it seems when he was reprogrammed in the future, he was reprogrammed not to kill anyone unless John is perceived to be in danger. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That wouldn't be a fact, I wouldn't say, but probably a pretty good guess as yeah. to why it was. Uh, according to James Cameron, Linda Hamilton suffered permanent hearing loss in one ear during the elevator shootout because she did not replace her earplugs after removing them between takes. Ooh. And that is a scientific fact. John Connor's dirt bike is a 1990 XR100. For you bike nerds out there. Robert Patrick mimicked the head movements of the American bald eagle for his role as T-1000. Here's a fun fact. About this mindfuck. Michael Bean was the first choice to play the role of uh, T-1000 in a complete reversal roles with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was uh, now a hero. However, this idea was abandoned as it was judged too confusing for viewers. <laughs> yeah. Here's another fun fact. Given Arnold's $15 million salary and his total of 700 words of dialogue, he was paid $21,429 per word. Hasta la vista, baby, cost $85,716. <laughs> well, he got, I read that, they gave Arnold a Gulfstream 3 jet for this movie. <laughs> no wonder the budget was so big. Oh, yeah, that's the next one. It was slightly used. Mm. It was about $14 million by the producer that, for accepting the role. One of the main percussive sounds of Brad Feidel's score, the metallic beats of the Terminator theme is not created by a synthesizer. It's uh, Fidel striking one of his cast iron frying pans. Mm. The motorcycle the T-800 rides is a Harley-Davidson soft-tail fat boy. Although never confirmed by Harley-Davidson, many believe that Harley-Davidson came up with the fat boy model name as a tasteless joke, made by combining the nicknames of the two atomic bombs dropped over Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Little Boy and Fat Man. The fat boy bike was supposed to represent the reemergence and dominance of American bikes over their Japanese counterparts. The bike is said to have similar design lines of a B-29 bomber, and its tank symbols resemble a bomber's uh, pilot's flight wings. This could be a nod to Skynet's inception as a software program for bombing missions 
and its utilization of nuclear weapons to destroy its enemies. Mm. Deep cut there. Uh, the Terminators at the beginning of the movie were full, fully workable animatronic models. Which is pretty sweet. They do look like it. Here's another one on uh, Edward Furlong's voice. Most of his voice had to be redubbed by Furlong again in post-production because it changed during shooting. His young voice is left intact only in the scene where he and the Terminator are talking about why people cry because James Cameron wanted it to sound dramatic and thought it would was better if left intact. Here's a blink and you'll miss it. In this film, a character other than the Terminator says, I'll be back. It was said by Tim to John Connor in the video arcade. He says, I'm going to get some quarters. I'll be back. (laughs) 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 I I think I did catch that. Uh, James Cameron asked Stan Winston to direct a teaser trailer, uh, but Cameron didn't want the trailer to just be early footage. And so with a budget of $150,000, Winston created a trailer it showed a futuristic assembly line churning out copies of uh, Terminators, all of which looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cameron was pleased with this trailer as he had fears about audience reactions to trailers showing Schwarzenegger returning as a Terminator after the Terminator was clearly destroyed in the first film. Mm-hmm. And then the real Slim Shady did it. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. The steel mill effects were so convincing, some former workers from the plant, which had been closed for over 10 years, thought it was up and running again. (laughs) Those fuckers fired me, said they were closing down. (laughs) We're going back to work. Meat's back on the menu, boys. (laughs) (laughs) According to James Cameron, there are only 42 CGI shots used in this film. 42 shots. I did see one a little earlier that I, did, that I skipped that said there's a total of three minutes of the T-1000 liquid metal uh, CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are hundreds of little fun facts. So there I think really that are. should about do it. You can look up more at yourself or read about yourself. I think this episode is probably long enough. Probably. Any other thoughts before we close it out? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we summed it up. This movie is amazing. That it is. Way ahead of its time. Still holds up today. One of the greatest action sci-fi movies of all time. All right. That'll do it for today. Uh, this episode will probably come out tomorrow, which is Wednesday the... 17th. 17th and then uh, next week we'll probably do two episodes a recently seen up and then lethal weapon 2 so get ready for that other than that please subscribe rate and review on itunes stitcher apple podcasts many podcast apps uh, check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com you can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com and you can follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie and Brett at Positively Wolf One. If you want to support the show, get some cool merch, check out uh, teespring.com slash stores slash WTM watch this movie. 
Got new selections every month. Yep. Got some sweet shit up there. Sure do. Other than that, we will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, you lost my case.